And hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back. The hiatus is over. We're back at you. Back at it again. Oh, see, I bet everybody thought we were done. They yeah, were they like, probably yeah. thought, oh, hey, here's these fucking jokers. Came out with three episodes of a podcast talking a lot of game. Ah, they're just done. There's nothing. There's nothing. Well, they were wrong. Fuck they, the haters. They were wrong. They were very wrong. And, you know, we're happy to be back. I think we took some much-needed time off that we will address over the course of this episode. I think it's... going to it, be a little bit of a shorter one today, guys. We kind of just want to get a little bit caught up on uh, what's been happening with us and with the show mm-hmm. in its infancy. And um, we just want to kind of have a brief little return session so that we can readjust and reorient so that going forward, you guys will uh, be back in the groove. Yeah. And speaking of being back, we are in a different recording space now, so audio quality may differ. I don't think it will. Should be good to go. But if you notice any differences, it's not because your equipment broke. We just had to move our equipment. Yeah. So different space. Um, If at any point in time you do hear noises, it's probably on our end. So we will do our best to kind of keep everything a going and a flowing. But and uh, showing. Yeah. Just keep rhyming. (laughs) Keep dropping those funky beats. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how humorous we are this episode. I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, we uh, there may be some. I think we'll be able. We'll be staying lighthearted today, but we uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, just kind of where we've been at. Yeah, because I don't know. It just seems like uh, in this atmosphere Mm -hmm. that the average American or listener anywhere lives in right now, you know, there's so much discussion going on right now about emotional openness, self-care, that kind of thing. And uh, we've been kind of dealing with the ramifications of that a little mm-hmm. bit lately in our personal lives. One of the main, I can kind of get my story out a little bit quicker. Yeah, go for it, man. I um, mean, just open it up. So yeah, theme today is uh, some emotional openness and just being... Self-care, man. Self-care and just Take care of your damn self. You're yeah. all you got. This is kind of like a PSA episode more than yeah. anything. And then next week we'll get back into doing, we'll do some... It's it's October at this point. Yeah, so we got to get some spooks on. We're going we to get some spooky shit. We're going to get some stuff figured out. It's going to be great. We're but, really excited. Uh, so in the past few weeks since our last episode, um, I got a new job. I'm working with St. Margaret's Medicinals out of Colorado. They're a CBD company. I uh, THC free, no cannabis. So if you're conscientious about THC, but you're interested in the uh, medical effects of CBD, which are not anecdotal. They are uh, observable. They have been studied. This is not, you know, voodoo. Recommend you check them out because I really believe in what they're doing. So that's been taking up a lot of my time lately. Um, I've also been going through a lot of personal introspection lately, the kind that I normally really don't do because... You know, when, when you're, when you're the, st- when you're the average guy in America, there's always this pressure on you not to be open and to, you know, just kind of be a bit of a rock and like, while that's definitely a part of what you need to be, you also need to be taking care of yourself and feeling your feelings so that they, you don't repress them and have them obliterate you from the inside out. That kind of openness is uh, a different way of being a rock and a different way of enduring. So I think we kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit today. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sir Nicholas? Uh, well, it has been an interesting past couple of uh, weeks for me. Um, I kind of went through some emotional kind of turmoil in the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, it was hard, um, and I won't get too much into it because, I mean, I've, it's, yeah, we do. We do have uh, like people who listen to this podcast that we know personally, so we yeah, won't be getting into too many specific details. Yeah, and um, I'm sure I'll touch on it a little bit, but it was definitely, and I think it's out of respect too for even as as upsetting as the event that occurred was. I want to be respectful of the individuals involved and what happened. Got to remember the people, man. Yeah, and I I wouldn't want what happened is not public knowledge. So yeah. Um, I'll keep it to myself. If you're curious and you really want to reach out and talk to me about it, we can, and this just goes out to anybody that's listening, you can reach out to me any way you want. Maybe we'll have a conversation about it. I may not talk to you about it. I don't know. So it's all going to depend. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of self introspection talking about just learning to, to get to know myself again, which I think has been hugely important. And 
learning to grow from an emotional standpoint as to what it is that I need in my life and how I need to go about behaving in my life. And it has unlocked a lot of things. And I got to see an entirely different side of myself that I had never seen before. And I think that was very helpful. And pardon the noise. If you hear the noise, that is my cat. He will be featured in the episode today <laughs> at any point in time. Guest so, feature guest from feature. Apollo. Apollo, my cat. You can follow him on Instagram. Apollo, the main coon. Don't, don't you dare start one of those trendy, <laughs> fake-ass pet Instagrams. I will disown you. No. We'll cancel the show for real. They're like, I ain't doing this shit. How dare you, sir? No. How dare you, indeed. So, um, yeah, but it has been uh, good. Just moving through the motions, and I've kind of had a pretty good emotional kind of rejuvenation in terms of how I feel about myself and the it's a sense of healing. Yeah. It? That even from the darkness that I kind of experienced, I have managed to find a lot of really good things. And there are some really amazing things in my life right yeah. now. And I'm super excited to embrace them and see what the future holds. New opportunities, new people, new yep. episodes. New episodes. <laughs> every, uh, every weekend. Spicy but, drop. Yeah, dude. Same with, shameless self-plug. Um, but yeah, man. God. Did you... Uh... You keep talking. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Okay. Yeah, we're just uh, sorry that this is going to be a little bit of a rough cut, guys. We just, uh, I don't know. We didn't want to really put on a show today in terms of just being, you know, super performance because we feel like, you know, these shows are also valuable for like, you know, person to person communication beyond just what's hype or what's popular or what's funny. And we're not trying to be psychiatrists or great philosophers or tell people how to live their lives or claim like we have some grand unspoken truth. We just want to encourage we just we just want to be a part of the movement right now that encourages more openness and more, you know, honest self-reflection, not just mental activity, but real thinking and and change. And so we just feel like that by telling by speaking openly, not necessarily to complain, but to lead by example, by being willing to communicate with each other about these things, you know, we feel like we can be just as positive as if we're making you laugh. And I think that's an important thing to note too, is that at the end of the day, a lot of this boils down to communication. Communication is the greatest obstacle you will ever face, whether with yourself or with other people. Yes. And at the end of the day, it's a matter of, you need to be able to have these kinds of open conversations, not only with yourself, but with the people in your life, if you can, because for a lot of, a lot of people, it's hard to express your own emotions and the way you feel. And, and the thing like is that. like, it's gotten a lot better for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially men who can be more open about their feelings now. Um, it's just that there's still so much stigma that does exist that people think that because this movement and this level of positive discussion is happening, that the problem solved and that, Oh, we can all just be open now. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, you have right. to, you have to keep pressing the point and you have to keep, reminding yourself about this new positive and open habit of yours or else you will forget about it because you're human. You got to you got to keep the the neural pathway for that type of behavior fresh. Absolutely. And if I sound hoarse at any point during this episode, my apologies, I'm coming off of a sickness, so you too, huh? Yeah, it's going around. Yeah, we uh I feel like this is just always the worst time of year for this area, you yeah. know, and we're here in Colorado, as a lot of you know, and um, got our first snow last week. Yeah, we did, we did. And we're right in the foothills area, and if any of you all know, man, mountain climates are crazy in the winter. It'll be sixty degrees one day, and the next it'll be like negative two. Yes, and uh, it's pretty whack right now. Because yeah, like, right now it's bright and sunny and thirty <laughs> fucking degrees. And <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to get up to like sixty degrees today, and then tomorrow it's supposed to get down into just like thirty and snow five inches. Dude, it's gonna be. I'm down. I drive a goddamn forerunner. I can handle that. Yeah, like, I, drive a, I drive a Jeep, and I'm I'm also ready for it. But dude, just, <sighs> dude, what? F- I mean, it's still fall. I want it to be fall before anything else. But uh, what's good's winter without snow, man? It's true. Because then you just have to look at everything being all dead and depressing. And you're like, I'm just dead and depressed. (laughs) I'm just dead inside. (laughs) Everything is cold. That's one thing I've been getting into lately. I've been trying to steer away from the self-deprecating humor, you know. I feel like it's honestly getting to the point right now where our generation, this ties into the emotional openness right now. 
our generation is so afraid of real emotion to the point that when I was in college, I regularly heard people talk about the phrase catching feelings as if feeling for somebody was a, a goddamn disease. And like, I feel like so many people, myself included, I do this all the time. You hide how you really feel behind, you know, irony and self-effacement and unsincere behavior. Mm-hmm. And you do it for fun or to communicate. But eventually, the irony becomes the new normal. I mean, look at, what happened. Look at what's happened to cinema. Do you see genuine sincerity well-received anywhere anymore? No, it's, it's hard. It's people, hard people look for irony and self-effacement because they, they believe that they and the life they live is pointless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just want to laugh at it all. It's just another kind of nihilism. And I feel like it's, instead of being able to laugh at yourself and being in tune with what you are and just enjoying the comedy that is life, you start to make the joke darker. And yeah. it stops being self-comedy and self-awareness, you know, to move forward and to keep yourself happy. And it just becomes rampant self-criticism. And the thing is, because you've been doing it from irony, you have no fucking idea if it's even real. No. You have no idea what if you're just feeling this genuinely or just putting on an act. You got to watch what you put in in your brain in terms of habits and mental mental. Uh, what was the what, what did you call call it when we were talking vocally about like uh, mental mental ticks? Yeah, yeah, the ticks in your thinking that you just come back to habitually mm-hmm. over and over. Be aware of those. Yeah, this, the self-deprecating humor is something that I'm super, super guilty of doing. Oh, I, I talk about it. Be, dude, no one's more yeah. gu- no one's more <laughs> critical of alcoholics than a former or current alcoholic. Right. Like, <laughs> and you just, like, it becomes an easy way for you to make a joke to make light of a situation that maybe, at least this is it for me, I'll make a joke about something that maybe I'm not comfortable with about myself. But I, if I come at it from a joking manner, I'm less inclined to feel bad about it. About myself, I'm trying. It's to like fi- you're preempting the insult that yeah. someone gives you that you may not have ever even gotten. Yeah, and it's just your way of kind of combating the fact that hey, this is like maybe a character flaw or a personal flaw that, and it might not even be a flaw, but something that you personally view as something quote I'm putting air quotes up wrong with you, and then when you do that, it eventually over time, at least for me, I've started to notice that it, it snuck in more and more and more and it just kind of consumes like suddenly you've got a new roommate, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, you're coming at it from a place where that it's no longer about the humor or kind of accepting what it is that you were kind of trying to make lightheartedness. Out. It's just your way of approaching or feeling bad about something without just openly saying, you know, like, oh, what a fat fuck I am. But, like, oh, but deep down, you're like, hey, maybe I'm struggling with my yeah. appearance issues or I have an issue. And there. neither of you are, exa- neither you nor I are exactly fat. We're just larger. We're built, we're built gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Gibbons. Yeah. So. We are. We, we need to get back in the gym, dude. Random yeah. non sequitur. That shit was fun. Yeah. No, I've uh, done a lot of, a lot of yoga. Yoga. Did, I did, I've done a couple of hot yoga sessions the past dude, couple of weeks. Bikram, Bikram yoga is fucking crazy, dude. I have never sweat so much in my life. Well, yeah, because you're in a 110 degree room doing incredibly strenuous stretching. Like, it's been awesome though. So we'll I'll have, bet, man. I'll take you to a hot yoga class. Sometime. I mean, I will bitch and moan the entire time eh. because I love extreme cold. Yeah. Extreme heat fucks with my body because I run so hot. I have a yeah. very high natural resting body temperature. But you just feel so good after. You just, it's so. I'll bet you do. Ooh. It's the same way you probably feel good after throwing up. Your yeah, body like doesn't like, want to this. do it necessarily, but it knows it probably should. should. Like, <laughs> yeah. And just speaking of self-care and stuff like that, you know, I've been using this time and a lot of the feelings that I've had to try to get back more into to the gym because I have most definitely, I'll be the first to admit, let myself slip. But Oh, I have, absolutely. By no no excuse that I can put forward. Um, it's just a it's a laziness thing, and I can talk about oh I'm busy with work or I'm busy with life and see. But that's very day, good because you're not doing the thing that so many people are guilty of. Mm-hmm. You're not kidding yourself. No, you, know? you shouldn't. Don't use like don't fucking kid yourself for the love of God. Yeah. Don't conflate reason with excuse. Don't conflate I know why this thing has happened with I know why this thing has happened and that's why it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be very, those are two separate worlds. Yeah. Learning to acknowledge that and then just, once you acknowledge that that, that is the case, you know, you got to just get after it. And and you, that's really easy for us to say because we're young white men mm-hmm. with relative financial ease living in the United States of America. I mean, it's mm-hmm. easy for us to make those kinds of claims because we have the opportunity and we have the 
yeah, I'm going to say the word that everyone gets pissed when I say privilege. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be full, you know, Tumblrite on you here, but you and I are very privileged men. Yeah. And it's our responsibility to use that privilege to help people get to where we and a lot of other people are at as opposed to creating a hegemony. Right. You know? And so the motivation with that too, so like we'll talk, we'll, we'll approach that from a perspective of, of fitness. A lot of people feel that, or I won't say a lot of people, I won't, I won't generalize like that. Like, <laughs> it's always so de- so tempting to want to generalize. Yeah. Whenever I get too generalized, I remind myself, okay, for all I'm saying, when I say a lot of people, this other person could be picturing literally anybody, like mm-hmm. their Uncle Steve, and suddenly my story has no credibility. Right. Like, <laughs> hey, my Uncle Steve said that you should try mescaline, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, shut up, Steve. Go take your meds. Right. Like, <laughs> But there's a it's it's easy for anybody and this is an anybody thing there are motivation is the key to most things in life you have but to you have to remember that motivation is like it's not guaranteed no you but it's not going to be there all the want. time there is nobody that will determine your motivation and your desire and your worth ethic but you you are entirely responsible for how you go about deciding what it is you're going to do. And it's easy for, a, for like for me, we'll put it from my perspective, with all the events that have unfolded in the past couple of weeks, I could have just laid over and not done anything. I could just lay there. You could I just could, curl up into a ball. Yeah, you, you could drink yourself into a stupor. You could, and I, Smoke I, till you can't think. Yeah, and that, that's just, that's the nature of, because people, people have a tendency to want to seek what's easy because it's it's hard to, to motivate. It's your, fucking hard being alive, dude. Yes. <laughs> We are in incredibly easy relative life positions, and yet even our shit gets tempting some and difficult sometimes. Imagine what like true, uh, true sorrow is like. Yeah, like, you know, we don't know shit. No, and this if this was a relative glimpse for me as to what you know some people experience daily on, on a daily basis, every minute of every day, and I understand how hard that is. I get it. Like. It's or if so, you can't fully comprehend in the way they can, no. you can at least sympathize. Yes. You can imagine how they feel and try to relate to them. Mm-hmm. And sympathy is really fucking important. <laughs> like, Yeah, learning to, to understand how other people feel and to... Because empathy is not always what you can truly feel. I mean, you can't have empathy unless you've really, really experienced that exact feeling and who's to say that anybody that's ever felt that way has ever experienced the exact same feeling as somebody else you have an the odds are decent mm-hmm. but you never know no and that's okay but you just need to approach it from a perspective of i get where this is coming from i see it i recognize it and that was what i had to do was all i wanted to do was to lay down and you just want to sleep you just want to not do anything you want to be lazy you want to be lethargic and that was so easy so easy to do but I looked at myself and I said, well, why? What, what, is the, what good does that do me? It doesn't do me anything to just sit here and to be upset. And so I took it and now I'm channeling it back to get back into the gym, to go to a yoga class, to, to get outside more, to, to pursue more hobbies and interests because I refuse to let myself be limited by my, by my emotional By your circumstance. Stance. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand for some people that it's just that's a thousand times harder than what because I'm they have a lot of external factors yes. preventing them from moving in that direction. Take a look at what you can do. Start I, small, man. Yeah, seriously. Like if you have not a single piece of gym equipment, if you don't have, uh, you don't need. Actually, a, you do have the ultimate piece of gym. It's your equipment. body. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. You don't need a gym to work out. You don't people, and that's there's an excuse that. Well, that's the problem is that working out now means bodybuilding because bodybuilding is so much the culture. You got to get yoked, but, or I got to go, you got to, you got to go take a class or you got to, no, maybe I just want to go for a jog and do some goddamn pushups. So I don't have to feel guilty about that McDouble later. What did did people do for thousands of years? They didn't have gyms. They, the only form of fitness that they had. They did also die before 29. So we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I mean, they also were killed by like swords and shit. So. (laughs) Like, so, like, that's a, oh my God, the rate at which you will get your head chopped off by like a claymore has gone down probably like 99.9%. So I, I uh, I am willing to believe those, those numbers, (laughs) but yeah, it it starts, start small. And 
there's a really good um, motivational video that uh, what it circulated on Facebook a while ago and YouTube. I'll be honest, I've always found those very hokey. I know they are, <laughs> but this one, this one, like, kind of makes me cry because, like, I come... is it because of the emotionally manipulative music? Uh, well, that's part of it, but it's just <laughs> it, it's. Uh, it, God, I can't even remember what the fucking video is called. I'll have to look this up. But it's about a man named Arthur who does – who it was a para jumper in the Gulf War. And so his body is so physically destroyed that he is on double, like kind of the MS-style walking canes. Yeah. He's got a back brace. Yeah. He can't okay. even put his own clothes on. He's morbidly obese. Mm. And nobody is there to help him. And at the end of the day – he sits down and he actually it's a yoga instructor that helps him and he starts doing yoga and the, and the video is pretty I mean it's very much a promotion for this guy's yoga stuff yeah but, I'm guessing it's scripted but if you look at this guy I mean it's insane to watch him go from are you sure it's not actors no or some kind of computer no 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 there is no way. I haven't like, seen the video, so I'm kind of having to we'll, take your word for we'll it. We'll pull here. it. I'll, after this, I'll show it to you. It's actually okay. really incredible. Okay. And okay. he goes, starts to do the yoga classes, and the guy kind of helps him to find. He does it all in the in his own house, um, but he uses like furniture for support, and eventually, he starts to get through it. And I mean, he's got the mindset of just because I can't do it today, doesn't mean I can't do it someday. And like, mm, I like that. That's a valuable, I think, lesson. And he ends up going from being this morbidly obese guy that can't walk. He loses the canes. He loses the weight. He can actually. And by the end of the video, um, he's running. And like, that's he's so. Oh, See, like the cynic in me gets so goddamn mad at stories like that mm-hmm. because it just makes me realize that I don't know shit <laughs> and crazy stuff does happen on a day to day basis. And it just, like, it just took him the motivation to change his to, to put him in a different. And again, he was also in a circumstance where he had the opportunity to seize on that potential for change. And know? but then if anybody had an excuse to give up, it was that fucking guy like yeah. that. That dude was in a back brace was in knee braces, was on canes, couldn't put his own clothes on. He was probably on. broke, too. You have any fucking idea how expensive all that medical care is in this country? Yeah. His wife was taking care of him, and then he realized that I need I need someone to help me, and I need – and someone took a that, chance on him. And that's something that I want to break away for a quick second. Let's do it. Don't you ever let someone shame you away from asking for help. Not Don't you ever – Please don't be stupid like I was for my entire life and try to be prideful. Keep your pride. Your pride's important. But know when to sacrifice it so that you don't find yourself in a situation you may not be able to escape from. Be willing to need help. Be willing to be wrong from time to time so that you can be right again doesn't make you crazy to ask for help and that's the stigma that a lot of people get is if i if i ask for help or if i do this people are going to think i'm crazy and they're going to think different and there are going to be people who still think that no matter what you do yeah and you can't change their fucking mind no and i you don't hate them don't try to destroy them but just understand that you need to let them be because they're not gonna they're not they're not they don't have anything to provide for you they don't have anything to offer you beyond increase to your pain yeah and yeah, that's that. That is hugely important. It's because a lot of it's it's so easy to just not reach out and ask and to just eat it up and to just let it all harbor inside of you. And that is so Fester. toxic, so toxic for people. You need to talk to people. You need to communicate. It might even be somebody you know. And you need Maybe, to be careful about who you talk to, so that yes. you don't, you know, like talk to people who are willing to listen is my one caution to you because mm-hmm. like you also don't want to destroy other people with your problems. Right. But the thing is, if you're talking to someone and they're listening to you, it's because they want to hear you and they want to hear your problem and they want to help. So mm-hmm. find those people, you know, and make sure that you're not being taken for a ride. No. And by if, someone who just wants to manipulate you. Right. And if you see somebody that's struggling, maybe it's maybe who of you to just reach out 
and say, hey, like, hey, how's this thing going? You don't have to approach them about yeah, a problem Yeah, and they right may away. tell you to fuck off. And, and that's if, fine. And you, if they do, let them. You that may, means that they need that time right now. You made the effort, and that's important. But maybe they were, maybe they're too afraid to ask for help, and by you reaching out, that's all they need to be like, yeah, well, you know, man, I'm not doing so hot. Like, Dude, I'm, I can't tell you. Like, one of my closest friends in the entire world, this guy, Jesse. Jesse, I fucking love you, man, if you're listening to this. Um, I remember when I was in high school, man, I was having a lot of onset of my depression symptoms. And I remember I was having a lot of trouble relating to anybody. And I remember this kid who was a couple years older than me, Jesse, he just messaged me out of nowhere. And he just like sent me this message laced with like these Dragon Ball Z quotes because he asked around about me a little bit and found out I was a nerd. And he messaged me and he was just like, hey, man, like, you know, I see you like I see what's on your face and I know that face because mm. I have worn that face and he's like maybe we should talk mm. and if I hadn't listened to him I wouldn't have one of the best friends I've ever had and I wouldn't have gotten help for the things that almost broke my brain in half you then again if you want to talk about the what ifs he could have been a fucking axe murderer you never know true that's until you accept that request it's a Schrodinger's question the answer both is and isn't what you want you have to observe it and find out which it is, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes when you reach out and talk to people, it may not always be what it is you want to hear. And that's sometimes. But it may hard. be what you need, need to hear. Yes. And that's a hard fucking thing. Yeah. And understand that not all people are going to get exactly where you come from or feel exactly how you feel. And that's okay. And everybody's going to every person you talk to is going to to talk to you in a different way. Find the people that are going to benefit you the most about how you can go about helping your problems and then just go from there. And just, don't discount simple knowledge. No. We're saying the same stuff that you've heard in a lot of other places, the same types of messages. Mm. That's because maybe they're just good enough that a lot of people want to listen to them. Right. These ideas of kindness and acceptance and openness. To most people, they sound trivial. They sound trite because they get it. They understand that, yeah, that's just what you do. It's fucking basic. Mm-hmm. But to a lot of people, those simple concepts are fucking astounding. Yeah. Smart fucking people, geniuses, MIT geniuses, who would never consider some of the most basic ideas of empathy because it wouldn't fucking compute to them to ask until they were asked. Mm-hmm. And they may reject that information or they may not. Everyone. The you can't just assume the answer before you have it. I mean, I get into that trap because I assume the answer a lot and I'm usually fucking right and it goes to my head. Mm-hmm. But you can't be a mind reader all the time. No. You're not a fortune teller. No. And the other thing too, I'm kind of segueing off a little bit here, but if you're having a, an emotional problem or you're feeling distant or whatnot, recognize that that's maybe how you're feeling. And like we said, talk to people. And if you've had problems in your life with certain people or whatever, and you need to move on from those toxic feelings or relationships, understand that when you move into new circumstances, those things don't apply anymore. And that's hard for someone like when you, when you've had such bad experiences, it becomes so easy to be cynical about every situation you're going to approach. And I hate to break it to you, to you edgelords out there, but mm. uh, seeing through everything is just another way of not seeing anything at all. Exactly. And when you, when you get to the, when you get down to it, every experience is new. Every person is different. You cannot treat all, you can't treat everything the same. Yeah, it's equity, not equality. Yeah. If you walk into every situation going, man, this person's going to fuck me over. Or why would I talk to this person? They don't know the other people didn't give a shit. Oh, look at this guy's like, fucking jacket. I'll yeah. bet he likes that terrible shit I don't like. You yeah. Know, like, you don't assume that shit. Oh, my fucking, my last relationship fucking sucks. So why would anybody ever give a shit about me? Like, fuck that. It's, it's. It's so easy to get You're lost. bullying yourself, man. Yeah. Why would you bully yourself? Listen, stop and listen for a moment to that voice in your head, the one that narrates everything you do that you think is you talking. That, If you talked to anybody the way that voice talks to you, you'd be in fucking prison yeah. or a mental asylum. Yeah. Constant chattering. All the time, just this constant neurotic roommate living in your fucking head that you can't do anything about. 
except you can mm-hmm. get some help talk to people and if you can't talk to anybody talk to your goddamn self you're the best friend you'll ever have because you got to take you to the grave and no one else yeah you have to live with you every day and that voice in your head is something that you just your your inner it's not emotions you. it's you playing the role of you inside your own head and it's not it's never a good party there usually no it's like, never a fun it's never a fun time you're just like when you go this fucking asshole like god could you imagine if you and i lived together and i was the voice inside your head and i talked to you the way that you talk to yourself you fucking when you're just punch like, that person in the face dude you kill them like, like are you serious like you're like what the fuck you'd be is like that how mean? did you get this damaged how does someone do this and then you don't apply that to people outside you because you assume oh this is just inside my head this is just how I am no it's because no one ever taught you a class in thinking and emotional awareness it's a skill like anything else you gotta learn you gotta learn and just like any skill the individual idiosyncrasies of your application of it will be entirely yours Mm -hmm. that's why you learn the basics first when no one ever teaches you the basics they say oh here's this math problem We'll see what you learn about thinking from that, which is good in theory, applied learning. But what if you did applied learning exercises with philosophy or thinking instead first and then move into the academics and how to apply that thinking? Like, that'd be like me giving you, like, you've never seen a hammer and nails and wood before. Infantile thought, I know, but it exists. And I just told you, hey, here's this hammer and nails. Go hammer that to that window. I'm using language you don't know. I'm pointing at tools you don't know, symbols you don't understand. Even though it's such a simple, trivial thing, you, with your frame of reference, wouldn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No. And thinking is the same way. When I say clear your mind, what does that mean to you? Empty head, right? Not mm-hmm. thinking, no thoughts. Bullshit, dead fucking wrong. Remember the headspace episode? Mm-hmm. It's, it's about letting the thoughts go by and not judging them and realizing that they aren't a voice in your head. They are a part of you. It's all you. It's one thing. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge it, see it, observe it, and just do what you got to do with it, but do not let it consume you. And if you fail, you're probably not going to die, mm-hmm. and you can probably try again. And if you can't, then you'll do something new because the human spirit is really, really stubborn. So (laughs) there's another fun thing you can do, too. If you're struggling, try something fucking new. Do something new with your life. And you're going to be saying, oh, well, I can't try anything new. I have no money. Understand. I've been there, man. Uh, You know, you want to take that new boxing class. You want to go to the gym. You want to get a a new coat Mm -hmm. so that you can, like, be warm at home in your, like. Or it's even as simple as just change something up that you normally Routines are good, but routines also build familiarity and they build patterns. And sometimes you need to break away from familiarity when you're struggling. Because the pattern is when it starts to stop becoming familiarity and day-to-day comforting ritual. And it becomes daily minutia and trivia. Mm -hmm. And when it becomes that, move on. Yeah. Take a different... Do you ever, like... You ever take a different drive to work? Like, just take a different... I love doing that. Take a different different road. You take the same drive on a different day in different weather and everything looks different. Different. The color of the trees, the shape of the road based on how many cars are passing you and, like, Mm. the visual plane that that creates. Go for a a fucking walk. Your perception is more easily manipulatable... That's not a word. More easy to manipulate than you think. So use that to your advantage instead of letting other people or your own head use it against you. Yeah. If you're, if it's all manipulation, if it's all chemical, fuck it. Take advantage of that. Use that shit in your favor because mm-hmm. it might save your life. Yeah. And you never know what good things will come of the new experiences that you decide to go out and do. You may fall in love with something that you've never known that you that you you were in love with just because. Because of, that's what happens when you don't follow your passion but drag it by the hair along with you. Yeah. You have to not be afraid of new opportunities. When new opportunities present themselves, you need to 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 acknowledge them, mm-hmm. look at it, and go, "Is this something that I want to do? I'm going to take a chance and I'm going to do it." Um, whether that be, you know, hey, maybe I'm going to try a different. Like you're maybe you're looking for a job and you've kind of narrowed in your scope to um, what it is you think you want to do. Like that was that was what I did for a long time. I had such a narrow minded focus about where my career was going to go that I was like, "Fuck doing anything else." Like, I'm not going to, I told myself, I'm not going to work at like a fucking fast food place. I'm never going to work. Like, I hated retail. Why would I ever work like around food? That's gross. And I ended up working at a coffee shop. And do you know what's funny? That's probably the best job I've ever had. Like, 
that really yes i've talked to a lot of baristas who fucking hate that job (laughs) there there are definitely some days but i mean that's the more you know when you're in it it's hard to see when you because you get you put the blinders on because you're living it day to day and so it the blinders are fucking real it's 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 so easy to get lost in those negative thoughts but when i take a step back and i think about how that job made me feel and what I did in that job. So, yes, I was a barista. I made coffee. I, I enjoyed that job. I liked it because, A, the people I worked with were incredible and amazing people. And I'm still in contact with a lot of those people today because of how amazing that that family I had was. And it's so it's so it's so sad to me when these big chains and big corporations put come join our family, competitive workplace, all that shit on there. Fuck that. And it's such a lie because it sucks because it degrades the businesses and the workplaces that genuinely are a family, like these people who'd like fucking die for each other, not just their paycheck. It's so rare, Mm -hmm. but it does exist, and fuck me if it ain't worth looking for. Right. And every day it was relatively the same thing. You came into work, you made people's coffees you dealt with really great people and you dealt with really shit people it's very repetitive work it's just making the same things over and that's and where over but and that's where your agency comes in and how you can make a change even just the slightest way maybe you pour a coffee slightly differently maybe instead of saying here's your change you say thank you have a nice day yeah you and, know? and that was what it became and if it. that if those trivial of changes don't mean anything to you it doesn't mean that our advice is wrong it means that your needs are different you need more you need more interaction you need a bigger change so do that for you and like, and if you don't trust us we're just a couple of white guys with microphones truth if you don't trust us and you think we're being hokey then don't fucking listen to us go yeah. talk to a doctor go talk to a life coach mm-hmm. there's lots of free resources for those through universities or local co-ops where people are training for these positions and they need the practice. So they'll give you a session at like grad school or med school for dirt fucking cheap. Mm -hmm. There's resources out there for you to find. You just got to be willing to look for them and be grateful. Yeah. And that gratitude, man, I think gratitude is maybe a good note for us to head towards a wrap up on because that one I think is the biggest. Mm -hmm. Like gratitude is so hard because sometimes you just want to be spiteful. You want to say, oh, yeah, my girlfriend cheated on me, like, or my dog died, or all this shit, and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be grateful for that? Yeah. And it's like, no, not in the fucking slightest. You're supposed to be grateful for the things that you still have so that you can survive that wave and keep swimming. That's what gratitude is. It's not Mm -hmm. being thankful for the terrible things that happen to you. It's being thankful that you're still alive despite it and that you can recover. And... That and being is, grateful for the little moments because you don't know how long they're going to last. That is so important because it's people, myself included, You, when those terrible circumstances happen to you, you have the tendency to latch onto the negative aspect and go, look at what I've lost. It's like looking at the most beautiful face you've ever seen and suddenly there's acne all over it. A yeah. sensible person wouldn't care. Still a gorgeous face. But instead of seeing it as just a blemish on a perfect thing, you see it as poison inside a healthy body that invalidates the rest of what it's around, you know? Right. And that as if that small negative thing could undo all of what came before. That was where I was at during this whole ordeal that I've been going with. I was surrounded by the things that I thought I had lost. And I mean, I you do lose things. I mean, shit happens, dude. Life is, go life is constant it's loss. A gi- it's a gi- it's a give and take. But what I needed to do was I took a step back and realized, yes, I lost something very what I thought was near and dear to me, and it was near and dear to me. But I reminded myself of where I was. I sat down and went, okay, I am still in. I'm still in my apartment. It's not the same apartment. But I have a roof over my head. I have a bed I get to sleep in. I have, I'm not outside. I'm not in the cold. And for some people, that's not the case. But it's, you have to look for at. an unfortunate large majority of yeah, people. And you have to look at it from the perspective of this is what I have. And this is what I have to gain. I have a lot of life left to live. And you don't have to grovel for it. No. Being thankful doesn't mean begging. It just means thanks. And then you keep going, like, <laughs> and and whatever whatever form that takes for you to 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 acknowledge 
what it is you need to do or what you have. Like for some people, it's sitting down and having an introspective conversation with themselves. For some people, it's all, maybe I need to meditate. Some people prefer like prayer. I mean, if, if that's your idea of sustaining faith in what you've got. Look, man, I'm a hardcore atheist and I'm still not going to tell people not to pray. No. Are you fucking kidding? No. Rituals are important. That's, and it's an immensely important thing for people to do because just the idea of like, even when you think about what prayer is, it's just asking for help from something greater and acknowledging the fact that I'm not alone in this and I need someone else. I need, I need guidance. I need to look at something differently. I need, or I want, it's not, it might not even be a need. It might be, I want, maybe I, I want someone to show me something. And it's, if you're putting that out into the universe, generally speaking, that universe, like the universe in one way or another will find its way and you will figure it out. And we don't mean that in like a hokey sense. No. We mean that in the simple sense of cause and effect. Mm -hmm. There is always, for everything that happens, there's always a cause. It doesn't mean that everything happens for a reason per se in terms of like a grand purpose, but everything happens because something else happened. And so, you know, when these when these things happen to you, it's either because you set something in motion or someone else around you set something in motion towards you. Mm -hmm. And knowing that distinction can be really helpful because you know where to start when you're putting back the pieces. Yep. Whether to start with you or how you deal with other people. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's both. It probably is. Yeah. Fucking difficult to do either of those things. Don't tread across broken glass. Acknowledge that it's there and pick it up. Yeah. It's going to take time. You have to pick it up piece. And you may cut your piece. hands a little bit, but it's a hell of a lot better than having a big old chunk of glass embedded yeah. in your foot, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. And it's don't get lost. Don't feel overwhelmed. I know that's so easy for me to say. It's so easy for us to say, but Take it's it. easier for us to say too because we've fucking been there. Yes. And like we had the advantage of being in those same pits that all people find themselves in. But we had the people and resources around us to get ourselves out. Mm -hmm. And we are not trying to be above anybody. We just want to push people in that direction because it may help you. It may encourage you to go beyond the wisdom of a single hour podcast from untrained laymen. And it may take you to someone or something, whether it's you or another person that may have, I don't know, not answers, mm -hmm. but ideas. That might be of use to you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I would, I, I do this knowingly. If you have, if you're somebody that is struggling with a problem, especially you, if it's something that you feel like you can't control, like a mental illness, you know? yeah, go get help to the best of your ability. If you need help, I'm somebody that I don't, I don't know you. I don't know you from anything. And we may not know how to help you, but we can point you to the right resources. I will make the time of day for you always. If you reach out to me, or I, I think this goes for you, Kyle, if, if somebody reached out to like our page or to me personally, if you know either of us personally and you ever, ever, ever need something, talk to me. That's kind of why I hope this thing doesn't get too big, man. I want it to stay smaller and intimate so that we can communicate with people on those things. I'll still, no matter how big it gets, I will I will try to make time for everybody that I can. Yeah. Because and that's all that's, that you can do that's is the everyone most important you can. Thing. Yep. I will do the best I can for you, and if I don't know what to do, I will acknowledge that's the important thing, too. If you can't help somebody, acknowledge that you can't help. Don't force the help that no, you can't provide. No, because then you're just making it about you. And you make it you can make it worse mm -hmm. and provide them with the right means and methods so that they can go out and get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, if you need it, I'm here for you, and I think that's an important thing for people to hear. You are valued. You are an amazing person, and at the end of the day, people care about you. Whether you think that or not, you have meaning, and your life is important. And even if it's important to nobody but yourself and the people immediately around you, you're important. Isn't that enough? Yes. I mean, you're alive. Mm -hmm. You are living a miracle every day. Because Do you have any idea, even if you don't believe in a God... Do you have any idea how much ridiculous random chance had to happen for you to even be there? To exist, to for any of this to exist? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's crazy stuff. So I think that'll be a good... Uh, I think that's a good note to end on, man. Yeah. Do, you wanna, on. do you want to do our little usual segment talking about yeah. stuff before we... I think that'd be a good place for us to readjust back into the normal flow of the show. And then yeah. next week we'll be back with a dedicated topic and We're a little bit more... shit next week. A little bit more lighthearted banter. Yes. 
So uh, as per usual, we do a segment at the end of our shows where we talk about things that we have, let's see, we've read, we've seen, and we've heard this week. And there's been some awesome, awesome things going on. So uh, Kyle, do you want to start or want me to start? Uh, why don't you go ahead first? Okay. So in terms of what I've watched this week that I thought that stuck with me, um, I, we had a discussion about this earlier. I went and saw the Venom movie. Very, very fun, kind of action-y, cool, but fun time at the movies. I'm also a big Marvel and <laughs> comic nerd, so I very much appreciated that movie. Tom Hardy kills it. So if you have some chance to go out and go see it, and you like any, you like action movies, or you like a little bit of suspense, or you like whatever. It's not quite a horror movie, but no good horror movies have come out so far yet this month, really. It's kind of dry for horror movies, which bums me out. So I'll, I'll work on that on my own. So go check that out. Uh, still in theaters. Let's see. What I've heard this week. Uh, I started a, a kind of, there's a horror-themed podcast that I was listening to this month, because you know it's, it's October, so it's all Halloween this whole month. Um, podcast is called Lore. That's L-O-R-E. They have, I think, like 96 episodes out, and they're only like 20, 30 minutes a piece. They're really, really easy to adjust. Like, they talk about stories of real places. They talk about different kinds of monsters and the mythology of monsters and where those things come from. Very interesting show. The narrator does an awesome, awesome job. Music is creepy. They're cool little episodes. So, lore, I would go check that podcast out if you need something to listen to. I also <laughs> listened to, um, I, do, I do Audible now, so I've been listening to audiobooks in the car, and with one of the books I bought this month because it just blew me away so much. I think I might've mentioned this before, but they redid pet cemetery, which got a new trailer by the way, for the new remake of that movie coming out looks awesome, but pet cemetery narrated by Michael C. Hall. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know who Michael C. Hall is, Michael C. Hall is the gentleman that did Dexter on Showtime. Oh, I'll bet that is oh, so chilling. Good. It's so good. Dude, his voice narrating that kind of spooky. I just shit. want him to narrate my life. <laughs> Oh, I'd be cool. I'd be cool. I love Michael C. Hall. Dude, who doesn't? And then, what are we down to? Reading? Oh, let's see. Reading has been kind of sparse this week. Oh, uh, I started American Gods by Neil Gaiman. It's weird as fuck. It is and you so are fucking have, weird. You are going to have <laughs> no idea what the goddamn hell happened by the end of it. Yeah. And you're still going to be wondering if you liked it or not. <laughs> yeah. I, and there's a little bit of everything so far in this book, I feel like. It is, it's got a little bit of action going on. It's got a lot of suspense. got a lot of world building. A lot of pseudo-mythical pretension. Yeah. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of banging. There's a lot of, a lot of sexual. Dude, there's a lot of banging in that book. A lot like. of sex in this book. And I'm just that's all. What's funny because when I read those kind of scenes in a book, all I imagine is the author sitting in like a hotel room having to write a sex scene on his <laughs> like on his MacBook, like, and he's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, I'm just, he's trying to describe a vagina. Like now I'm thinking of George R. R. Martin doing that, and I just got a little sick. And he's just like heavy breathing as he's talking. Stop about it! it. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> there, there's your horror for this week. Uh, so yeah, Kyle, go ahead. What are you uh, What are you thinking? Oh my god! <laughs> I just destroyed your world a little. Um, let's see. <laughs> well, uh, I'll out myself a little bit here. Um, I've been watching a new anime series that is fucking ridiculous. Um, normally, I don't like a lot of the mainstream anime because I think they're too over-sexualized and I think they're not quite in line with what I like out of a show. Mm-hmm. But there's this series that just came out called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. And it's about this... It's a parody of a lot of anime tropes and a lot of fantasy tropes. It's a total joke show. It's a piss take. That's why I like it. And it's a parody of those types of shows where the main character is like some average everyday schlub, yada, 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 gets whisked off to a fantasy world, becomes a hero. Mm-hmm. And instead of that, he gets whisked off to a fantasy world and gets reincarnated as, as a slime. Like the literal worst monster in any fantasy RPG ever. He's just this total weakling scrub. And it's a play on like all these types of total trashy power fantasy shows Mm. and i don't know i just thought it was hilarious dude it's really funny it's only two episodes in so it could turn into unintelligible mess for all i know i may really i I may really regret giving that recommendation but the thing is no one's gonna watch that recommendation unless they like anime because it's a parody show so if you don't even like anime and the things it's parodying you wouldn't have a good time anyway. But hey, so. it goes back to trying new things. Maybe you should yeah. just give it a watch. Just take it with a grain of salt, you know? Yeah. And then um, another a thing I've been reading, reading this week. I've been doing a lot of reading. Hmm. I'm trying to think about what I've been reading lately. Other than Reddit forums. Hey, fuck you. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm so guilty of it too. It's not even funny. <laughs> um, I've actually been. Yeah, I just haven't been doing any reading lately, man. I have two projects I want to get back on. I want to get back on uh, Sharp Objects. Mm-hmm. I want to get back on The Dark Tower. And I want to... What was the other one that I was really, really... The Stand! I've never read The Stand. You've never read The Stand. And I found my old copy of it, and I really want to get into that. Dude, The Stand is arguably Stephen King, one of Stephen King's best books. I will have to check that out. And then what I've been listening to, I went back to an old favorite of mine. It's uh, the album Homie, H-O-M-E-Y, okay. by Chon, C-H-O-N. Ah. They're, they're an instrumental band, and uh, check them out. What I was the album? They're this, um, it's all instrumental, all kind of really psychedelic rock and like chill vibes, like really interesting creative production. Mm. I just think that it would be uh, worth your time to check it out. It's all on Spotify, and Homie is a uh, a great place to start. So Homie is the album, Chon is, is the, the artist. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. So yeah, circling back, my to summarize everything because I know everybody probably didn't write all that down when yeah, we were going through we, it. We wouldn't expect you to. Uh, go check out Venom now in theaters, starring Tom Hardy. It's pretty awesome. Not a plug. I just really enjoyed the movie, and I'm a huge Venom fan. Uh, go check out the lore podcast. Awesome. Tons of episodes on there. I think it's available on Apple podcast. I think it's on YouTube. I've been listening to it on SoundCloud. So it's on SoundCloud for sure. Bro, check, bro, check, bro, bro check, check out my SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Check my SoundCloud, bro. <laughs> bro, just go ahead and pitch my Patreon. Uh, and then if you want a weird kind of fun novel, if you're looking for something spooky to read, Pet Cemetery is an awesome, awesome book because they're remaking it into a movie, so you can get on the hype train before the movie comes out. Or go check out some American Gods. It's a show now on, I think, Stars or Sci-Fi. Showtime. American God? No, American Gods got put on like a premium network. It got put on like Showtime or Stars. Oh. I can't remember which one. Okay, because they got a show that sex. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah. It's fun, so go check it out. It's a slow burn. If you don't like Neil Gaiman, you'll know right away. If you don't like Neil Gaiman, yeah, and um, that the fucking truth. Yeah. Um, he does good work. I like him, so it's easy for me. And then, Kyle, summarize your stuff. So, if he, oh, again, emphasis, if you like anime and like to laugh at anime, then check out that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Otherwise, not for you. Um, as far as reading goes, again, I am trying to get back onto things, so maybe I'll get back on The Stand by Stephen King. Maybe if you want to get back on it as well and hit up the page, maybe we can talk about some of the plot points. And then listening, go check out Homie by John. It's a oldie but a goodie. Cool. Well, it's been awesome being back with you guys. We're so excited to finally. Thanks be for back letting us get this. a little preachy. Woo. We apologize. Yeah, but it's all right. And we're we're sorry we were gone for so long. We missed you too. We love you. Mm-hmm. You're great. Go check us out on the Instagram page at the decompression session for check those plugs, updates. Baby. Yeah, that's all we got to do. Uh, YouTube channel. You can find all the episodes there. Good place to share stuff if you want to share it. Also available on Spotify. Having some issues with some SoundCloud. This is this episode should be on SoundCloud. Uh, also available on Google Play. So really, we'll, uh, Apple Podcasts too. Fucking can't forget Apple Podcasts. Yeah, there we go. Uh, it's been great. We look forward to next week. Going to get into some more uh, uh, spooky shit. Uh, yes, we have spooky it. shit. So we look forward to seeing you. And until then, I have been Nick. And I've been Kyle. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.